This is a Grand Slamming Padres podcast featuring Dom DeRosa to talk about your San Diego Padres. What is good, Padres Nation? It's been a while. It's been one week to be exact. I apologize for that. But it's been a frustrating one for all of us, of course. So to answer your question, nothing is good right now in this month for the San Diego Padres and for us as we can't watch the good baseball we have earlier in the season. Man, it's been tough. The San Diego Padres just can't find ways to get wins. They got swept by the L.A. Dodgers this time up despite the return of you, Darvish and split a series with the Anaheim Angels. Yes, I'm going to call them the Anaheim Angels because that's what it should be. And uh, it wasn't pretty. The Padres will be staying on the road to face Arizona three games, so back at Chase Field. And I don't even know how that's going to go. I'm very pissed off, and I have to talk about the remaining opponents coming up, at least some of them, and the Padres, how they do against them this season. And uh, yeah, that's going to really be it. Um, So let's get started as well as the recaps. When it comes to this L.A. Dodgers kind of rivalry, it did not live up to the hype, at least this time. But one of the games did because the Padres fought hard, but uh, didn't last too long. Oh, this was just so pathetic. I, I mean, San Diego's offense literally disappeared. Disappeared. The Padres combined at-bats were 9 for 101 in three games against the Los Angeles Dodgers, who ramped up their starting rotation with Max Scherzer, as tough as it is to talk about. That's below 9% of a batting average. That's 089. Yikes. Uh, The Padres just were shut down left and right. I looked like the Padres we've seen from not so long ago before contention mode became a thing, and San Diego got shut down. Now, Pierce Johnson started this game, a very reliable reliever that could be used more often instead of Tim Hill, I believe, in which Hill just has logged a lot of innings. He took the loss despite only going one inning, um, and then it was a lot from there, a bullpen day in game one. Thanks a lot, Jace Tingler, of a three-game set against the L.A. Dodgers because you had Pierce Johnson – Adams, Pagan, Krismat, Camarena, Max Scherzer's uh, uh, father, uh, Daniel Hudson, Riesner, and Tim Hill. That's a lot of relievers that you just wasted, even for just an inning for the most part, besides Pagan going two and game one of three. And with the way that the injuries have happened and you have guys just coming back, you're going to have to rely on your bullpen. You don't. I don't think your starters are going to be going six, seven innings like they have been, especially in this month of August alone and how they've been performing. So Will Smith uh, owns the Padres. It's so frustrating. <laughs> he homered for number 19 of the year uh, to center field. He, he, he's come out to be a really good player. I have to give him credit. He's one of the Dodgers I actually have mad respect for because he was not really a high top prospect. And he just flourished the moment they called him up. Dodgers were having catcher issues. And uh, that's said and done. Will Smith's now the starting catcher for them. A.J. Pollock extends the Dodgers lead three to nothing in the top of the seventh. So going from the top of the second to the seventh, nothing has been done. 
three nothing Los Angeles. Justin Turner a sack fly makes it four nothing, and then a uh, sack fly double play, uh, sacrifice double play makes it five nothing LA. Uh, Jerickson Profar was the only scorer of this game. His third homer. I think this was just when he got back from AAA rehab, El Paso, and uh, he brought in Will Myers. I was off Corey Knavel. Yeah, this was frustrating. And uh, the Padres only logged three hits total. The team didn't have many chances as they were 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. Seven were left on base overall in the game. Uh, yeah, it, the Padres walked six times, but didn't really do more than that. For the Dodgers, Urias improves to 14 and 3, but a record can say one thing. You don't always look at their record. I think that should be the way it goes as well for Cy Young. Um, when it comes down to it, Arias less than five innings, just gave up one hit, two walks, and four strikeouts. So the Padres really did struggle tremendously. I mean, the only a- extra base hit was from Hosmer, who doubled because it was a nice hustle play. If it wasn't for the hustle from Hosmer, uh, it would have been a single so really credit to Hosmer for that one. Of course, couldn't come around in time um, as the Padres just can't score. And that was it. Otherwise than that, the home run uh, from Profar, the two-run shot, put the Padres on the board and had the uh, big old egg or donut, you like to call, a race from the scoreboard. Game two, a different story. Dodgers win 5-3, but this one went 16 innings. This lasted till like 4 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, I was up till around the 11th or 12th, I'd say. Then I got too tired. I'm sorry. It's just with the way the Padres have played this month, do you blame me for turning off the TV? Uh, it was just frustrating. I was hoping they got a win. I was going to watch the highlights and everything, the condensed game the following day, which I did. And uh, it was wild. This was an epic one, despite the Padres losing, you have to admit. I think this was the longest recorded game so far this year, too. The fact that it lasted 16 and also, despite the extra inning uh, runner rule that is so stupid, and I can't wait, and I'm hoping they get rid of it. So, Will Myers gets a really nice soft grounder to third base, in which Justin Turner couldn't do anything with. That brings in a run, and Jake Cronenworth from third. Uh, Walker Bueller is still undefeated against San Diego in his career, but uh, Bueller's a really good pitcher. I think he's going to get the Cy Young. Uh, the kid's an absolute phenom. You could tell with the way his delivery is, his different pitches. He is disgusting with it. Uh, but yeah, Will Myers puts the Padres on the board first, desperately needed. Then, top of the eighth, uh, before I give a shout-out to Blake Snell, this was on Jace Tingler. Uh, I didn't like this move at all. I understand Blake as a competitor. He's been pitching very well in the month of August alone, and I get that totally. But you got to just sometimes step up as a manager and say, hey, I have to go to my bullpen here. Uh, Let's see what Will Smith is good against. And uh, Will Smith, in that home run he hit yesterday, it was a uh, fastball up out of the zone. So like to basically his shoulders at that point. And uh, it was a pitch that it's not easy to get up on. Will Smith says otherwise, like I can get to that. He does indeed. Both times he hits an absolute tater bomb. And uh, Will Smith has just demolished it, ties the game, kind of takes the energy out. But at the same time, you have to give credit to Blake Snell. I didn't like this pitch selection. I don't know who took it, whether it was Snell and Nola or if it was Jace Tingler, because Will Smith against fastballs this season 
hits it at a 331 average, and that's with uh, 163 at-bats to record on that. 868 times Will Smith has been thrown the fastball, and yeah, he demolishes them. 14 home runs total uh, on the fastball for Will Smith in general. I believe he's still at 20 home runs, but 14 of those come from the fastball alone. I didn't like the pitch because he hit the same exact one in the same exact location out of the ballpark without any hesitation. I think instead, I forget the total count exactly, but Blake Snell should have tried to go with the slider, go inside, down and in, something like that. It's been working all night long, but now is the time to credit Blake Snell, man. I mean, whew, Snell has figured it out and good for him. Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm hoping this keeps up and, he basically said, it's all on me now. I got to figure it out myself. And uh, he has, in August, five starts total, two and one, 2.12 ERA, easily the best so far this season. And 29 and two-thirds, Snow has faced 116 batters, only allowing 19 hits, seven earned runs, 10 walks, and 44 strikeouts. That's a whip below one at 0.98 first time. This season so far, it's been below one. Of course, there's going to be more starts where that came from, but a very good August that Snell is starting to figure it out. Let's hope that keeps up. Blake was absolutely phenomenal. Also, uh, was just unhittable. I mean, it looked like Blake Snell from the uh, Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series. In fact, he went seven and two-thirds. That's the highest in his career. 122 pitches. That's also the highest now in his career. Uh, I think he lasted seven and a third against the Dodgers in game six. That was the career high during then, but it was the first time he went this kind of route since that World Series. So it was good to see it. And of course, and it, despite a different uniform going against LA, same exact results. He's been very good against this Dodgers team in his pitching history. Uh, so Snell, despite giving up that bomb, still made it a very interesting game. Billy McKinney. Singles brings in Chris Taylor in the top of the 15th. Yeah, you had to be up all night for this one. And that was off Daniel Camarena. Questionable call. Of course, who knows with Jace Tingler. Trey Turner extends the Dodgers lead 3-1 to one with an RBI single, bringing in Will Smith as well in that top of half in the inning. Tatis doing Tatis things very quiet at night. Homers, number 35 of the year to right field just out of the yard. Victor Caratini scores as well. Corey Knable was the pitcher. So the bottom of the 15th had all that excitement. Three to three. Don Arcillo yet again with a tremendous call. But top of the 16th, A.J. Pollock really nails the coffin. Hits his 16th bomb of the year. Daniel Camarena stays in the game because you can only use so many pitchers. And when it comes down to uh, Jace Tingler, and he just uses everyone for a third, an inning, an inning, an inning. I think you can keep stamina in for a couple. You can keep Melanson in for a couple, despite the extra inning rule, but who knows at this point. Wasted a whole entire staff just for that. Um, was not a fan of it, but game two was definitely an exciting one despite that loss. So credit to Blake Snell for being just absolutely insane as of late. And Joe Musgrove, too. He will get a shout-out a little bit later. Don't think I'm counting out. No, no, Joe. He's been... Uh, our best pitcher. I think the most consistent one that we weren't expecting all season long. 
Game three, the Dodgers shut down the Padres in this four to nothing. This will be a quickie. Austin and Barnes, fifth home run of the year off you, Darvish, who returned to action. Didn't look that sharp. Corey Seager, RBI double, three nothing. And then Bellinger, a sack fly, who's batting like 170, um, brings in AJ Pollock. So he does not hurt the batting average, and he's already hurt it enough. Yeah, Darvish takes the loss, goes seven and eight so far this season. Has not been as good. Six innings, five hits, four earned runs, one walk, six Ks for Darvish and his line. Stamina and Sean Anderson, welcome to the club. Uh, Come in and produce a little bit. Uh, But that's really it. Padres over five with runners in square position. Four were left on base. Who they thought they were going to get, Max Scherzer, absolutely deal. 12 and four now, seven and two-thirds innings, two hits, one walk, ten strikeout so is the scherzer we wish we didn't see and we were hoping to see the daniel camarena one um in that circumstance but that you know you got to just run it by dodgers are playing really well the padres are not that's going to happen in baseball the padres now are just seven and six against la this season now going down a little bit south to the anaheim area padres are looking for a two-game set trying to get something good of it and joel musgrove's on the mound for game one and uh Congratulations to him. The second complete game so far this season. Of course, the first one was the almost perfect game, but the no hitter. Uh, Joey Gallo couldn't get out of the way or swing at that one. But Musgrove, nine innings, nine and eight. He improves on only 111 pitches it took. 76 of those were strikes. Three hits allowed, two walks and nine strikeouts. Joe Musgrove's ERA is now 2.85. I mean, this guy has just been great. Uh, in the month of April, a 1.24 ERA, May, 2.84, June, 3.81, July, 3.95, a little shaky, but still solid. And then August, 2.53 has just been the best without a doubt. Always has had really good control. Um, I mean, he doesn't really walk a lot of guys, 30, I believe it's 39 total uh, walks. He's given up with a lot of strikeouts. So Joe Musgrove. Knows what to use and when, and uh, there's no surprise there, but credit to him for being the complete game master. Now, Tatis got things off started on the rookie, Criswell, who made his debut but got rocked in just an inning and a third, gave up six hits, three earned runs, did not record a strikeout. Um, Yeah, that's not the way you want to make your debut. Padres were opening up the floodgates as early and often as possible. Tatis played in right. And I'm about to get into why I don't like that in general, but Padres had uh, to do what they had to do. Profar started things off with his second triple of the season, just a fair ball down the right field line, brings in Trent Grisham and has Song Kim in the top of the second. Jake Marisnik actually doing something, an RBI single, brings in Profar from third. Also, Nola getting hot again off Packy Naughton. Makes in Manny Machado. It's 4-0. Trent Grisham, a force-out ground out to Jared Walsh. Uh, brings in, uh, I forget who it was, actually. Uh, but that makes it 5-0. And, oh, it was Hosmer. Duh. And uh, that was it. San Diego blanked out Anaheim. And uh, they made Otani go 0-4, which was important. No shout just yet. Jared Walsh went 0-4-2. Angels team can be tough and gritty, but at the end, uh, who knows? Now, Tatis playing in any kind of outfield situation sucks. 
it does suck. I don't like it. I don't like the experiment. I think you lose more confidence. And when you go back to shortstop, if you go back to shortstop, I just think it's an odd move. I also think it's a panic move for what the Padres did, fearing that he would hurt his shoulder or anything like that. But you could also do that in the outfield with the way Tatis is so athletic. He's determined to get those baseballs, get those outs. Uh, So no matter where you put him, he's going to put his body in there for the team and sacrifice his health for the team. I don't like this move. Uh, I saw a play where he didn't get the baseball. I think this was game two. Padres lost 10 to two. Uh, This was a pathetic one. And he was getting some turf off of his cleat. And you could just tell he was not pleased at all with himself. Um, He didn't have that smile. And of course, winning comes with that. It's not just about position change. But you could just tell he was uncomfortable out there. Uh, I remember Manny came here because he was excited about Tatis at short. And this is just stupid. This is just a panic move. It's just dumb. It's overthinking. It was supposed to be Manny and Tatis. And Tatis doesn't even leave the ma- uh, majors anymore in errors. Besides, uh, he'll be fine. A lot of shortstops, especially early on, struggle with that. It's the hardest position defensively, I think, in baseball. And the kid is still so young. He always, I think sometimes with the errors, he just goes fully committed. And sometimes you just got to step back and say, maybe just keep it in my uh, my glove. Let's not throw it. I'm not going to get him out. Uh, he forces it out too much. And that's just because he's a baller, man. He likes to play. He likes that uh, that adrenaline kind of feel, and he just likes being that flashy kind of player, which I like, and I respect it. Just in the outfield, I don't understand this. He can get hurt easily making a leaping, diving, jumping catch, anything like that. I think it's actually probably a uh, riskier solution. I do. Outfield is not fun. All it takes is for a very hard liner, and then Tatis is diving, leaping. Next thing you know, the shoulder comes popping out. At shortstop, yeah, you got to jump and make some plays. But if it's not his throwing arm, you make it into the glove, into the webbing. His last injury came on a running play because he was overly aggressive. I just don't like this move. It gassed out the team. You could tell they don't have spark. They don't have swagger. Of course, that's the uh, better term because of the swag chain as well. Uh, yeah, it's just it's frustrating. This team just lost it all. They look drained in general. They don't have that charisma from Tatis. You got to put him at shortstop. You got, because look, yeah, he's got the 20 errors and stuff, but you can make up for it when you have how many 70 plus RBIs, 30 plus homers. You're still a big acquisition up there in the top of the order, batting 280 plus. When you get hot, you can't be stopped with the bat. It's just, I don't like this move. Him and Manny are the future left side of the infield. No questions asked. That's, that's it. I don't approve of this, Tatis. If, if, if worse comes to worse, listen, I understand he's in that MVP consideration. But if you're that concerned and the Padres have the hardest schedule remaining, I hate to say it, but why not just get the surgery now then? He'll be fine when he comes back. Tighten it up that shoulder and just go out there next season. Because this season's lost. I'm going to be honest with you. If we make the playoffs, we're a game and a half back on the Reds. But if we make it, we're facing the LA Dodgers or the San Francisco Giants, in which they contain Anthony DeSclafani, Kevin Gausman, or like you could say, Walker Bueller, uh, Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw. What are we going to do with that? Our hitting sucks. Dave Easley's got to go. Jace Tingler's a half a nut. He, he's got to go. 
He doesn't know how to manage a team to save his life. He overuses the bullpen. I don't like this move from AJ Preller, and I've always had respect for Preller because he can be gutsy with the calls and the trades and everything. But this is just over the top. This was a panic move to move Tatis into the outfield for no reason. He missed a little bit of time. He's back. He's fine. It's just not, it's not Tatis. We want to see him. I think we want to see him a short, doing his thing, showing off the leather, just being there, being the big smile, getting into the uh, mound visits. That's it. It's that simple. Baseball is 10% physical, I think. I truly think 90% of it's mental. Even if you're on the field, it's mental. You know, next thing you know, you're stepping up to the batter's box. You don't have that same passion. That's all it takes. Tatis has struggled big time. Hopefully he gets out of that. But I think going back to shortstop can just help this whole team in general. So game two, Jared Walsh doesn't go down quietly. He's 24th homer of the year. Because Jace Taylor says, why not start Ryan Weathers, who has been absolutely god-awful. I mean, Ryan Weathers. Like, can we just please call up Mackenzie Gore? Like, come on. He'll be all right. Make him a starter for like four innings. Just see what he's got. We can't just be nitpicky with it and keep Ryan Weathers out there. I mean, Weathers, I'm sure, has no confidence. I think he's just completely lost out there. And I don't blame him. I mean, he's had some ugly starts in August. Five games, he's got a 12.42 ERA. I mean, gross. He's given up 23 runs in just 16 and two-thirds innings. A whip of almost two. It's just not... Why is Weathers being sent out there? What are you expecting for the two to three months he's had now? You expect him to go out there and go what? Even if he was doing fine, let's be honest. If he was going five innings because Jace Tingler says he's too young and he can't go six despite throwing like 48 pitches, he's not going to go that long. You're wasting the bullpen either way. Why have Ryan Weathers in that game? I don't get it. Despite the injuries, I'd rather have Kanur out there. He wasn't bad. Anyways, Jack Mayfield hits his eighth homer of the year, makes it 3-0 Anaheim. Hosmer helps the Padres get on board down 3-1. RBI single brings in Tommy Pham. Austin Nola then singles, makes it 3-2. Angels brings in Hosmer. And then, the yeah, it was just all over. Jared Walsh, RBI double. Kurt Suzuki, sack fly. Joe Adele, double. Justin Upton, sack fly. Phil Gonsolin, single. And a Jared Walsh, single. 10-2. Angels win. Just not fun. One bit. Tim Hill has been really struggling as of late. Gave up three runs in just a third of an inning. Uh, yeah. So the Padres couldn't get it done here. Two for nine with runners in scoring position. 12 left on base. That's not going to win you ballgames. That ain't. And nor is it Ryan Weathers starting in these kind of games. So now the Padres face three games in Arizona, and I'm scared for my life. I really am. I'm going to give you guys a breakdown as well of the head-to-head win-loss record with the run scored and against for San Diego against their upcoming schedule. For the most part, they had the toughest schedule in September alone, just because the Dodgers and giants are in the mix, but uh, yeah, it's not pretty. The playoff chances are slim, but you never know. That's the beauty of baseball. You can't predict everything just like we couldn't predict this. 
In August, the Padres finished up 9-15 and 15 as of right now, but that all can all change because there are two more games in August. So either way, they're playing awful. It's 375 baseball. Uh, runs scored 96. That's the lowest so far this season in a month with 114 against. That tied for the June high right there. Not pretty. Not at all. So the Padres are facing three against Arizona. Chris Paddock coming back from a little oblique injury. Good to see him. I'm confident in Paddock. I am. I'm going to hopefully keep that one with a lot of confidence. To uh, Gilbert. Yeah, Tyler Gilbert, you know, the man who no-hit us for his first ever career start. Uh, That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Hopefully the Padres come out with frustration and more knowledge on his pitch mix and his tendencies. Uh, But Paddock will be taking the mound. Paddock at 7-6 at at 5.13 ERA. 93 innings, he's had 90 strikeouts and a whip of 1.32. Not the prettiest, but you don't know. Game two, Blake Snell has been tremendous watching his up 10 earned runs to the D-backs versus Zach Gallen, who struggled this year, a uh, ace of a pitcher who's just not having it. That's just the storyline for Arizona, unless it's against the Padres this season. Zach Gallen stands at 2-7 and seven with a 4.32 ERA, but in 85 and a third innings, he's had 102 strikeouts, and a whip of 1.31. Game three, you Darvish trying to figure things out. He struggled against Arizona this year, I've realized. But Darvish trying to get a bounce back start, 7-8, and 3.80 ERA, 137 innings. Uh, he's had 164 Ks and a whip of 1.03. And that will be against Taylor Widener, 2-1, a 4.28 ERA in 13 games, 61 innings, 64 strikeouts, and a whip. Of 1.39. So there's that. The D backs have 44 wins. Right? All right. Maybe it sounds easy enough. No, yeah, we're, we're, we're wrong, sadly, because pain is the only way uh, that you can just talk about the Padres at this time. And they both start with a P. So that's that. This season, the Padres against a 44 win Arizona team are nine and seven against the D backs. That is pathetic. And I'm not talking they should be 16 and 0, but they should, they should be up there, 13 and 3, something like that. Come on now. 76 runs scored, 73 against. They'll be facing Atlanta for uh, I believe that's the makeup game as of soon. They got the Cubs. They're one and five against the Cubs. I mean, now they blew it all open, but knowing our luck, we're not going to take any advantage to that. The Reds, that's a bright spot. Let's hope that carries on. Six and one against the Cincinnati Reds. Colorado, eight and 11 this year. Just sucks. Uh, everything like that. It's just, it's just not been it, man. Uh, uh, below 500 teams. Like, come on. It's frustrating. Uh, this team just doesn't have that swagger like they used to. Uh, they're playing very dull baseball. On the road, 28 and 33 at home, 41 and 29. So a big difference maker there as well. Just seven games above 500. Question is, I want to be dead honest with you guys. I don't know if I want to see this team make it just because I'm really hoping Jace Tingler is gone. Because if they make it, Jace is saying he'll get even more praise from AJ Preller. Not a fan. Dave Easley's got to go. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's It's just so frustrating, man. Yeah, this team... The everything has been sucked out of them, and it's just a shame. It's just a shame, but that's all I have for you guys, Arizona. Let's hope 
it is a good one. Now, after Arizona, it is three games. They will play the Astros, I believe, and I think they will. Yes, they will play Houston after an off day. Uh, and then they play Anaheim, this time in San Diego. Both Houston and uh, Anaheim uh, are at home for us. I might wait until let's see how the Arizona series pans out. If it goes really well, sure, I'll talk about it, but I might wait till after Anaheim to really start talking about it a lot. Just going to try and have a guest on here too. Um, we've been talking, couldn't get it done today, but that's a okay. Uh, no worries about that. And also, if you would like to be on, please send me a message on my Twitter at Grand Padres or, of course, my main at DeRosaD57. Uh, for a chance to be on here. That would be great. I'd really appreciate it. Have good conversations, hopefully soon, about the Padres. But just your take, I'd be very interested. Keep out for any blogs and stuff like that. Let's hope this Arizona series can actually be a good one and we don't lose three out of four. So I'll see you guys soon. Keep an eye out on Twitter for a new episode uh, within the upcoming week or so. So I'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Grand Slamming Padres. Check out the podcast on Twitter at Grand Padres to read the latest blogs and get the latest episodes. New episodes come out after every series.